Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Heavyweights Podcast. In one corner, standing at six foot three, two hundred ninety pounds of solid chicken wings, Dustin Urban. And this corner at six foot seven, two hundred eighty pounds, the one, the only, Big Daddy Nick Klein. Welcome back to episode 34 of the Heavyweights Podcast. We are officially nine fucking days away from the start of the NFL season. Chiefs and Texans kicking it off next week. So that means our last episode headed into the start of the season. Seasons two starts next week for us. What's that mean for us right now? We're finally going to get done with all of our predictions. We'll finish up Super Bowl predictions next week, MVP and everything else. But tonight we're finalizing with the AFC South and NFC South. Yeah, we're finally here, boys. I, I can't believe it. Hopefully, you know, everything keeps going. You know, people keep progressing with this COVID bullshit. But I just, I'm really excited to see football return, guys. Yeah, football's not going to go anywhere. The NFL, if anything, will get it done. I mean, you even saw reports of the Big Ten today. They're finally talking about starting even on October 10th because they know they screwed up because so many schools are going to cripple because of not having football because it pays for absolutely everything. I think you'll see it more so in the smaller, like the MAC or. Conference USA and shit like that. Right. A lot of people don't realize how much football really pays for it at at every major school and the little schools as well. Yeah. Outside of your blue bloods and basketball, it's always going to be the biggest profitable sport that you have. But we'll get into NFL news. Like I said, we're nine days away. There's always usually some drama, and we have it officially today. Tom Palisaro reported earlier today of NFL Network that Alvin Kamara does plan to report to camp tomorrow on Wednesday. But he's been holding out the last couple of days. Him and the Saints have been in negotiations all offseason trying to get an, a contract extension done because after this year, the former third-round pick's a free agent. They want to keep him, obviously. We know he's an all-pro. We've seen what he can do in that offense. But now the Saints are actively seeking a trade for him. It doesn't make sense to me in any way because you've gone through – you know, you ship, you let Ingram walk. You brought in Peterson. That didn't work out. You brought in other. I mean, they brought in C.J. Spiller years ago. He has been the perfect fit with Drew Brees these last three years. That it doesn't. I don't know what you're going to get out of return because running backs are a dime a dozen. But he is a top five running back in this league. Yeah, I'm interested to see what they could get for him if they, you know, if a trade was agreed to. But I think it's a little too late in the game to be trying to trade your starting running back personally. But that's just me. I mean, I, I get it. You know, he's got to watch, you know, the Dalvin Cook situation unfold. He's going to get extended if Cook stays healthy this year. But then he just sees Joe Mixon today get an extension worth $48 million. We'll get into that in a little bit. And Christian McCaffrey get paid earlier this summer. You know, I mean, there's a lot of running backs that got paid. And Alvin deserves his, to get his money. But, you know, what is he asking for is really, I guess, what the main those, question is. Those reports haven't really come out at all, like what the exact dollar amount is. I would assume it's up there. It's somewhere probably between what Le'Veon Bell, Zeke, Zeke yeah. and McCaffrey got. I think it's a little less, but he probably wants some more guarantees. The Saints, you know, money's tied up on that offensive line, some of the defense, and then obviously Drew Brees just on that one-year deal. So I don't see this going anywhere. I see them figuring out something, maybe a one-year extension worth 18 to $20 million. And then going from there to start. Yeah. Or, I mean, he's not holding out the season is what we're getting at. I don't think he – Tom Palosaro was on the NFL Network earlier today or on a Pat McAfee show talking about this. And I don't see this, you know, in the foreseeable future, him sitting out any weeks. He might to make a statement. 
it's just not really going to work out because he needs those touches to show what he can do. Right. And he doesn't want to pull what Melvin Gordon did last year. Plus, coming off an injury last year, you know, he had a down year for him. He got it going late, though. Right. But, he, I mean, he still, he didn't, you know, he didn't season, have. He's kind of not had the season that he had. No, he said last year for sure he, he was an injury-reeled season. But, you know, I still go back to the thing for me. I don't pay a running back personally. I've said it a bunch on this podcast, and me and you have talked about it many times together. I'm not paying any running back right now more than $12 million. I don't give a fuck who they are. And But the Saints put them in this situation right, by not I, drafting I, a running back to, to take the next load. Like the Rams at least did that and saw this coming in the future right. that you don't strap yourself for this. I mean, even Dallas has a serviceable backup. Maybe they're just planning on using them up this the year Saints, and let them go. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Because they're Ingram. Oh, yeah. right. I mean, it's just going to be a, a running back field show to start off then because after that we saw yesterday morning just breaking news out of nowhere. The Trevor, Lane, Trevor Lawrence tank is in full effect down in Jacksonville. <laughs> they have shipped all their first-round picks from 2010, 2019 are no longer on this goddamn team. They didn't really get much for any of them. Jalen Ramsey. Right, but that was to the Rams who are a decent team. You're not really getting like that hot. You're picking I later know. in the draft usually with them. I know they took a little step back last year, but they were nine and seven. No and franchise, I think even maybe Cleveland, but their top t- top ten picks they've had this last decade outside of Ramsey and Fournette have been. Tra- I mean, you got Blockman, who's not been in the league for years. Gabbert, <laughs> one of the <laughs> biggest busts of all. I mean, he Luke Jogel, right? Yeah. Huge bust. Hasn't played in the league since 2017. He was the right. second overall pick. I mean, it, they just. And when they'd gotten the talent there, they just washed it away. Doug Marone had no right on that Zoom call to say we couldn't even get a, a sixth or seventh round pick. Who gives a shit? Clearly, you've shown that you don't know how to run this team. Clay's Campbell's out. I mean, just this team that was in the NFC or the AFC Championship game three fucking years ago is gone. Yeah. I mean, staying with them on the first round players they've gotten rid of, didn't they just get rid of Ngakwe too? To yeah. The, yeah. To the Vikings as well. So. That's another. Was it? Was he a first round? Second, second rounder. But you know, but he was a really good player for them. So not being able to work out a contract deal with him, and pretty much he, there was know, never going to be a contract yeah, they, deal worked out. He wanted especially out, especially after that Twitter beef, yeah. him and Tony Khan. But <laughs> I just Jaguars are a head scratcher. I've been saying it for a while now. They are the worst team in football, and it's, well, I've never liked Doug Brown. I was coach anyway. So. so just real quick, where do you think he's going? Because I've got him either going. To Seattle or Chicago, Patriots doesn't make sense. Exact it, it same running, makes sense. exact it same running back as Sony Michelle. Uh, Earl Thomas would make sense. Sony Michelle is the exact same style running back as Leonard Fournette. Or Belichick likes maybe, versatile. Fournette maybe, is a little better than Sony Michelle. Maybe he stays in Florida, goes to the Dolphins. I can see the Dolphins. The they Bucks got Brady and Howard. I mean Howard. He still goes as day one starter down in Miami. Right, yeah. I'm sorry. But, yeah, I agree with that. How, but Howard's shown that – or not he hasn't shown, but most teams he's been on have either replaced him or split his load, which I still don't get because right. to me, he's one of the better – like he's not, he's one of the most underrated running backs in the league to me. And then another team I guess I could throw out there, but they don't really have any cap space. They would have to move some things around. It just would make sense to me, Tampa Bay, like – if he took the, you know. No, you can sign him for him. He was waived. So right. the Jaguars are paying his $4 million, uh salary this year. 
So Tampa Bay could. No, he thought grievance would, on that. I mean, today. he he would be that grievance will take over a year to settle. Yeah, Think of it this way: the grievance that Antonio Brown in the NFL had to settle from his playing with the Patriots last year got settled a week and a half ago. Damn. That was from week one last year. It's not going to be settled anytime soon. So if you're going to say something on this podcast, make sure you do your research. I'm just saying, file grievance. <laughs> you might not get paid from it. No, so, you're good. Uh, I just I see Seattle. Uh, they're pretty set at running back though too with Carlos Hyde, uh, but they do have injuries. Leonard Fournette's better. Any running back they have on that team, Leonard Fournette is better. This dude still had over 1,500 total yards from scrimmage. Chris Carson's pretty good, but yeah. I'd He's still not Leonard Fournette. Fournette. I don't understand that. And, and if there is a coach that can deal with that type of little drama, it's going to be Pete Carroll. I like I like Chicago because they with the Singletary going down. Uh, but I, a dark horse team to watch, maybe the Chiefs. No, that's not even that's – the that's dumb. They just drafted a running back in the first they round. They have zero cap space. And his style is slow, ground and pound, especially near the goal line. Kansas City plays up tempo offense, so none of that makes sense again. That doesn't have to make sense. That's two strikes in less than a minute and a half. <laughs> Watch him go to Kansas City. I think him and uh, Hilaire would be a good combo together. If he goes I mean, to Kansas City, I will hate my house. New York Jets green. They would yeah. be a great combo together, but they're not going to be a combo. Right? I, I just it's said a dark horse. I'm just, no, I they're not a dark horse. That's not even a dark horse. No, I mean, Kansas City? he has a better shot to go one of the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't foresee him playing. I know I said New England, but that was like a outside. They'd just be a team that would grab him to me, but. He probably – I know he guess he doesn't have a choice, but he probably doesn't want to play in a cold air city. He is a southern boy, <laughs> and those guys don't like the cold. I'm, just, I'm sorry. Every guy I know from Florida doesn't like the fucking well, cold. We watch, I mean, Dalvin Cook goes down, which is more susceptible to dude, so he could be a late pickup for the Vikings there too. I'm just saying. So Reeves' dark horse is everybody in the NFL. <laughs> just – Chicago Chiefs. He's slowly making a case for all 30, 30 and one other. Right, tell tell me what you think about the Colts. <laughs> you want to tell the next one? Al Kamara gets traded. He goes there, too. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, in other news, the Cincinnati Bengals extended Joe Mixon four years, $48 million. Always at the fucking clapping. Yeah. I like not, it. Not bad. You know. Twelve million a year. That deserves it. Yeah, he you know, was led the AFC in rushing two years ago. The offensive line was trash last year. He came on late. He is underrated in this league. He is a top five running back in the AFC, probably top ten in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I'm completely okay with this. I have no problem. We're going to move on because I don't want to hear Reeves explain why they're going to trade him to <laughs> the Redskins or the Washington <laughs> Football Team. Some sad news that we do have some injuries. It's that time of the year where you start seeing you know major players go down. And unfortunately, though, one of the best young players in the league just two years ago is going to miss another season, Derwin James, out with a knee injury, expected to be out six to eight months minimum. Yeah, back-to-back years. Knee injuries. This is, this is where you start. A meniscus wouldn't take six to eight months. Right. Thank you. That's a six to ten week injury. That's well, a that's two to three week injury. I'm just saying, like that football that's playing. That's reported, though, wasn't it? Was that was part of the problem. Right. The full reports on out on that. A meniscus, you can literally still play. Like, I played right. the entire game with a torn meniscus. It's once my PCL, LCL, and ACL went. It's kind of screwed then. You're going to play on that. <laughs> anyway, it's unfortunate. We saw, you know, 
runner-up to defensive rookie of the year behind Darius Leonard. He can play almost every single position on that defense outside of probably D-tackle, which I'm sure he could find a way. I want to see him healthy. We all thought, based off his leadership, what he's able to do in his rookie year and going into this year, you know, an offseason where he'd been fully healthy and was looking great in camp, you know, that Chargers defense is going to take a step back. And the only reason I know Gus Bradley had said he didn't want to do this, but now it's time to honestly, I know he's not the same player, but it's honestly time to look at Earl Thomas in L.A. Yeah. <laughs> There's not really much you could argue with there. I mean, especially with Durham James going down. and He's done for the season pretty much. Or no, no. Six not to eight months. Much, not pretty much. He's done. Not pretty much. <laughs> Strike three. He's done. The door's right behind <laughs> you. Um, but, yeah, that's like Nick said. It's sad to hear. You don't, you don't want to see a you know young player go down two years in a row. At, at all one time. But two years in a row, it just – It's unfortunate. Hopefully can get back – Get it back together. And it's the same thing as last year. You know, the first four weeks of the seasons, now in Vegas, former Oakland Raiders, Tyrell Williams had a great start last year. I know a lot of fantasy owners, I was personally one of them, had a great start to the year. Had four touchdowns in the first five games. He's out. Torn labrum. Done for the season. That's their second best. Well, going into this year, their best receiver. You would right. expect Henry Ruggs to eventually succeed yeah. that. But now Oakland's almost back in the same spot again they were a year ago with Lack of veteran leadership on in that receiver room and on the field now because they are going to have some more players in the second year, but they are all so young on that position. And I think Williams was going to be the one person that Carr was going to trust. Yeah, that's a big hit for them to me. I, I, wow, that, that sucks. I mean, we're really going to see a lot of Henry Ruggs and their best case scenario. Possibly they're just going to give the ball to Josh Jacobs more. You got Waller, Rubs, and Josh Jacobs. I think they'll be okay, but this is a little bit of a. Step I mean, Hunter Renfro looks like he's forty. I mean, it feels like he's been making big play catches since you know I was right. growing up. So, I mean, <laughs> he had a good rookie year. Did you really just mention? Did you say Jason Witten at the end of that? Yeah, they got. Him. He's been throwing in Jason Witten like references. I know, but like Jesus Christ, he's fucking ninety years he's, old. He's going to be third string on that team, All right? He's just he's, he's there for moral support. Let's get into a more fun position, the offensive line. A more fun. Yeah. Riley Reef. For us, yeah. yeah. Riley Reef on Monday night told teammates and friends, you know, it was great. I loved my time in Minnesota because they thought he was gonna have to cut him because their cap space is an issue. And they had to get down to the fifty three man roster and it just didn't make sense for them to keep him. And I think the fourteen million a year he was making a right tackle. They were reported to cut him. He worked with his agent, they worked with the Vikings, they were able to get a deal out, extend him. And bring back a little less money. He's got more money guaranteed in the long term. He's going to be able to stay in Minnesota, which Kirk Cousins needs because he might not be an elite, you know, Taylor Lewan or not Taylor Lewan, um, Taylor Decker, uh, Cleveland's tight or tackle, right tackle they signed from oh, Jack Conklin. Jack Conklin. I don't know. I was thinking Taylor Decker, but you know, he's not that elite level of the right side, but he's still going to be able, you know, help in the run game. And then it's always good to have your starting right tackle. Yeah, staying, <laughs> staying in the same division. Taylor Decker was able to sign an extension worth fifty-two million, I believe, with the Lions. So offensive lineman getting a payday. I think you're going to see that going up more and more because the most important shout out to the Hogs. Yeah, job group in the NFL is the offensive line, no matter how you look at it. If they get their asses kicked, game's over. I mean, there's no way Correct. around it. Dead. We're in the Andrew Luck situation. Let's not talk. <laughs> I'm still fucking pissed. All right, well, I know I got something. If you're already 
pissed about that situation. Let's just get into Reeves' stupid fun fact of the day. Okay. <laughs> okay, guys. It's everyone's least favorite neighbor. It's time for Josh Reeves' fun fact of the day. All right, again, I'll never trust Reeves to come in from a commercial break, guest spot break, any other break where he has to lead off talking. Yeah, breathe, like in yeah. anger management with Jack Nichols. Goose fry, ba 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 ba. Yeah, whatever that is. Reeves, get it over with. I, I want to see Urban's blood pressure go up. All right, you Patriot fans, are you ready for my fun fact of the day? It's all towards you guys. Larry Izzo, the special team's great, and linebacker of the new... Uh, the New England Patriots once took a shit while on the sideline and got the game ball for his trouble because he did it without anybody noticing. Gotta love Belichick, and that's why he's the GOAT. Why? <laughs> when was this? Uh, back in 2005. Why is this even? I shouldn't have. I created a monster. This is, how did you go about even finding this? <laughs> yeah, I got That was just a fun fact. I was I don't know, man. Hey, you have to admit. It's not his best one. It's probably his second no, best one. Last week's uh, was, was terrible. <laughs> but let's let's just go to commercial break, guys. I'm, I'm over this shit. Shout out to Anchor. Thank you for letting us get a break from Reese's dumb fun fact of the day. Like I said before we left, it wasn't his best joke. It's probably his second best joke of all time. Oh, God. <laughs> but let's get in. We're going to get into our last of our predictions. We're finally in it. You know, we saved the Colts for last because that's most of our listeners' fan base. That's my favorite team. That's Urban's favorite team. Reeves is used to disappointments. That's why we started off with the Jets. So we're just going to get into it. Let's go to the NFC South, which is just loaded with talent. I think the top three teams. Then you got the Panthers. But Reeves, who do you got finishing last in this division? Oh, this is an easy. I think all of us should have them unless you're high. The Carolina Panthers at two. Oh, I thought he was going somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> what did you pick him? I have him going two and fourteen. Okay, I, okay. I, you know. That's probably your. I got him going four and twelve. I think Matt Rule can come around. I think it's going to be a harder struggle for him to adapt to NFL speed and NFL styles. You know, we saw Cliff Kingsbury struggle out of the gate last year, not knowing what to do in some certain situations. I know. They drafted nine defensive guys. I'm tired of hearing about it. The first time ever a team went all defense. I'm fine with that. They needed to. But they also don't have anybody on offense. You're relying way too much on one receiver who I think is average at best. I think he's top 20, 25 in this league, but he's not a number one on most teams. Right. Christian McCaffrey is elite. Your offensive line still struggles. And I'm not sold on Teddy Bridgewater, and I won't be until I see him in a full season away from the Sean Payton system. And I know he hasn't been very healthy the last couple of years, but he just lost Greg Olson as well. So, you know, it's it's another hit there. So, I, I'm with you here. I, I got to go on 4-12. and 12. I got to go on 3-13. and 13. I, think I, I bumped them up a win because they get to play the Jaguars this year. Right. I, I mean, I have them beating the Jaguars. But I still – I yeah, like you said, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater was in – the best situation a backup could be in. One of the best, I guess, with that. I'm excited to see Sean if James hey, thrive in that I mean, system. Because at some point, you know he's going to play. And I, I don't wish, like, I don't have anything against the Panthers or Teddy Bridgewater, but I just think they're the worst team in that division and one of the worst team in football. So, 3-13 and 13 for me. And it's going to be Christian McCaffrey or bust, and I think it's going to be a lot of bust. So, and it's going to be a lot of Christian McCaffrey too. But I, I mean, he's just you can't carry 
Running backs don't care. Where do you have them going in the division, though? Two and four. I, I have them going two and four, too. I know they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna sneak in a couple Atlanta, wins. They always get Atlanta. They always me. play New Orleans well at New Orleans. and Yeah, I mean, I... Tampa Bay is going to sleep on one of their division teams. And if it's going to be anybody in that division, it's going to be Carolina because he's got a vendetta against Ryan. He always wants to dominate him now. Drew Brees, he's all you're going to hear about is the hype of two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. They get to play twice a year, which is actually really cool. And then the foul, or then you got Teddy Bridgewater. Which Hopefully there's, there's Tom Brady there. throws a pick to every single one of those nine defensive players drafted in the two games they play. But um, he won't. But at the third in the division, I went with the Falcons at five and eleven. I I'm, I still don't think they ever really got over that fucking Super Bowl <laughs> shit, boys. To me, like they haven't been the same ever since then. And Matt Ryan, he you know he led the league in uh, he led the league in completions last year. But he's it's Julio Jones. I'm interested to see what Todd Gurley can do, but can he stay healthy? I don't know. Ha- you know, history shows me no. So I just think it's going to be another year of throwing it to Julio deep and a couple games where he has 200 yards receiving, and then that defense letting him down time after time again. You couldn't have said any better. I had them going six and ten, three and three in the division. I think they'll get a they'll pull off a win against the Buccaneers and Saints, but that's just because of divisional and. That defense, like you said, will just keep letting them down. And that, to me, all they all they have is just Julio and Ridley. Sorry, Travis Wright. I like what they did in the draft. Losing Hooper, that security blanket for Ryan's going to hurt. But neither one of you mentioned Calvin Ridley coming into his own. He, I mean, he just said, "I don't care." Like, he, anyone with a respectable opinion didn't say anything about you know Calvin Ridley. Julio's been the most consistent. You know, receiver in this league for 10-plus years, you know, if A.J. Green wouldn't have got hurt, that would have been a great debate of was it really worth taking A.J. Green at three when the Falcons draft or traded all the way up with Buffalo, I believe. Mm-hmm. I like Atlanta. I hate that they've got to play the Saints and Bucks twice. I've got them going seven and nine. I think they're going to do a lot better. I still trust Matt Ryan. He's still by far a top-ten quarterback in this league. They're going to be able to run the ball more with Gurley. I know losing Devontae Freeman takes away some of that style, you know, and they lost Coleman over a year ago. Their offensive line's improved. Hopefully they got enough help in the draft to address the pass rush. I got them going 7-9, like I said, though. I I, I really believe they're, they're almost there and back into the playoff discussion. I think if they went 9-7 and seven, flipped that record around on me, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be like that. If it – to me, a lot of it has to do with them is how they start off the season. Yeah. If they get hot coming out the gates, win like, you know, three of their first five games or three of their first four games, I could see them making the playoffs. And they lost that heartbreak week one last year, and they kind of pittered. There were a lot of close games to start the season last year. It's just – Good finish. They, Julio yeah. Jones himself beat the 49ers last year. Yeah, right. <laughs> and like I said, he'll go off for 200 yards a couple games, and it, it'll be what it's going to be. But I just – I don't see it, man. Personally, you got second, Reese. I got Tampa and the second in the division at 11 and 5. Um, I, I actually had them at first around 9 and 7, but I think this team gets off to a slow start, especially. Um, How's an 11 and 5 a slow start? I said they just get off to a slow start and they're just going to come on strong and be very well in the, done in the playoffs, especially when you got so top eight. going down the stretch? Yes. Okay. I just think with the new pieces with Brady and Gronk to get. 
here and there. This is going to take a while, but well, I think once they get the momentum going, they are going to be. I know the guy Kansas City down the line. That'll be a hell of a game to watch. I'd counter with that defense can hold them early enough. They've got enough young pieces. They're going to be just as solid. You know, getting after the ball, they've got one of the best young linebackers in the game who's going into his second year. Defense is going to control early. We know that. If they can run the ball, they're going to get off to a, a faster start. I've got the Saints going second in the division at 9-7. and seven. I, I think Breeze is still going to be elite. He's going to lose it at some point, but this Kamara situation, Breeze hasn't been able to work out with really Emmanuel Sanders as much as he'd like because of these restrictions. Their offense is going to take some time getting used to. I know the familiarity Breeze and Peyton have been together. What We're going on year 13 now, I believe. So that doesn't matter. But the other players do. I think they're going to take a slow start. And because they have to play Tampa Bay early on, and they do have an out-of-division out tough-ass schedule, I, I've got them going 9-7. and seven. I went Still Tampa, in the playoffs, though. I, I went with Tampa Bay at second in the division at 11-5. Hey, man, I'm really interested to see what Tom Brady can do here. I, those, there's too many weapons on offense for me. It's And the videos from camp have looked – he looks rejuvenated. As, as long, I, I hate to admit it. As long as they can keep him upright, he's gonna shred some teams up. It's mm-hmm. just I, I don't I don't want him to. I don't want to see it. Yeah, I don't either, either but, it's, but it's gonna fucking happen. Right. All right, so you know he's he's Tom Brady. I'll give him respect. <coughs> he's gonna do his thing, and they're gonna be a very good team this season. And, I, and at number one in the division, I went with the Saints. I went with them. I'm way higher on them than probably both of you. But especially Nick, I, I went thirteen and three. I think they're gonna fucking kill some shit. I please, you better not be that high on them. A fourteen and two. Remember, remember earlier this year, no. we said they should trade motherfucking Drew Brees. <laughs> no team in this division has won two years in a row in nine years, and no team has won three years in a row. Since the Bucks with Tony Dungy and John Gruden. Well, that all ends this year, Nick, as that team has upgraded on defense and added Emmanuel Sanders to that elite receiving core. They are that elite receiving core? Oh, no. It was Michael Thomas and 30 other catches for their other receivers. It was not an elite receiver receiving core. They had Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, who's a running back. No, what, no, I want to hear this. I want to hear this elite receiving core that just popped out of nowhere that you can't even name another person on that All team last Lewis year. Lewis and who Breeze made a decent. God damn it. <laughs> no other receiver on that team last year had more than 25 fucking catches. You can't say elite receiving core. I'm checking out the Saints receiving depth chart. I mean, let's... let's <laughs> Going, adding Emmanuel Sanders there is going to be absolutely huge alongside Michael Thomas. Right, yeah. I get that. Yeah. I, I said that, but yeah. I think it's going to take a while to click. I don't think with Drew Brees and him, I think the Saints just – That's fine. I, I just – Tom Brady has fucked me over my entire life. Moving on to the <laughs> – They're going 11 and Moving on to my favorite division and the AFC South. All right, Reeves. Uh, one of 15, he, Jacksonville, the end. Two and fourteen. <laughs> I, I got another one. There's who the fuck are we gonna talk about? Right. <laughs> There's no one to talk about. Minshew, 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 Minshew's a sitting duck. <laughs> I like their first round draft picks. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Doug Marone's got to go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I gave them two wins out of courtesy because I don't look at any match. They went from okay, the Giants might be as bad. 
the Panthers might be as bad. No, this is before oh, yeah. uh, the yeah, last two weeks. Last and they just keep making these moves, and I'm like, and then I start looking on paper, I'm like, the fuck are they going to beat? Like, I can see the Bengals beating them 42 nothing. That'd be the closest game this year. Right. Obviously, that's not going to happen. <laughs> this is the NFL. There's They're going to sneak a win in. But they are honestly, on paper, probably the worst team I've seen since that since that 2010 Lions team. 2011 or 12, whatever year it was, the Lions team that went on yeah. 16. I had a very hard time picking the game that they were going to win. I'm not going to lie. When I, first, when I don't know what game it was, but I at first picked them to go on 16. And I was like, got them beating the Chargers because they got a bye week before. That doesn't, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I think. I don't even know who and I then, have. Them beat. I don't know either. I think I beat Tennessee. I got to beat because they always beat Tennessee. I got. Way. I think Big Ben's probably going to be hurt by week eleven, and so they sneak one in against Big Ben at home. They always Big play ben. the fucking Steelers tough for some yeah. reason, but yeah. it's not the same team at all. <laughs> so it really doesn't matter. Um, who'd you go with that third in the division, Reeves? Uh, this was tough, and I don't get a lot of flack for this, but I got the Colts going third at five and eleven. Okay, I think that. Now, if this don't take them all, I could also see them winning the division here. Also, they have a probably one of the best schedules to watch of how close the games are with the uh, teams that they play. I think they can also go eleven and five. I just I think how long can Paris Campbell stay healthy? And is he going to be a factor at all for them this year? What's Paris Campbell got to do with them winning a bunch of games? Well, hold on. You he needs help with Rivers if Ty Hilton can stay healthy as well. Because T.Y. is one of the most underappreciated wide receivers in the league, to, to me. I think when he is fully healthy, he could actually have the potential to be a top five receiver. I honestly believe that. But it could Jack Doyle with that hip. I know he came on great at the end last year. See, I just – with the chemistry with Rivers, I just want to see what happens. I think this is – this division is going to be close, and I think. I went with the Titans at third in the division. I, I think Ryan Tannehill is going to fall off fucking cliff. And I think people are just going to key on that. I think he's close to what we saw last year just because I'm convinced Adam Gase, like, touches you and you just fall to shit. <laughs> yeah, he might he might be, I guess. He, but I just – I really think that was a – you know, last week was a fluke, woman. Like, yeah. like the dude says, <laughs> big daddy. So, I'm going with six and ten here, boys, and I'm sticking to it. I got seven and nine. I like the so defense. Too much higher on them than I am. Now, my thing is, every year since 1999, one of the four teams in the AFC and NFC Championship games have missed the playoffs the next year. It's a proven fact. You look at the four teams last year. If the Chiefs don't make the playoffs, <laughs> Mahomes on IR. Everybody's on IR. Yeah. Everybody's on IR. Andy Reid choked on a hot dog. I don't know. <laughs> In Hawaii, probably. I think they could win without it. <laughs> Garoppolo could get carted off. That defense is going to carry them to the playoffs with right. their playoff teams. The Packers have Aaron Rodgers still, so you, there's minimum seven wins. Your defense is going to be a little improved. You can still run the ball. I don't trust Daniel as much. I think he's closer to what we saw last year. More eyes will be on him, but A.J. Brown's going to take another step forward. But their offensive line is going to take a major hit. They're not going to be able to run the ball. Derrick Henry cannot keep taking 300-plus touches a year and pounding it like he does. I could be wrong because this dude's a freak of an athlete. <laughs> but I've got them splitting the division in half at 3-3, three and three, and I got them going 7-9 because they do have a tough schedule down the stretch. Yeah, I, I just don't believe in them personally. And then so for second, for me, I 
I've been back and forth, I think, with what's happened in Tennessee in the offseason, what the Colts were able to do to solidify the run game a little more. I've got them second in the division at 9-7, and seven, going 4-2 and two overall in the division. Gets them into the playoffs. They're going to be able to run the ball on anybody, no matter what. Right. I fully believe that they've got two potential top ten running backs in this league in Mac and <clears throat> Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, sorry. We'll see what Harper. do. Hilton's got to stay healthy. Doyle's got to stay healthy. Trey Burton's already going to probably miss another couple weeks. That's fine. But you've got one of the best linebacking cores in the league and Darius Leonard leading the way. You brought in DeForest Buckner, who now has to play at an all-pro level like Aaron Donald. Uh, not that same caliber, but they should be improved. They've got the depth at safety. You better Malika. be top five in defensive tackles and sacks at least. Top, or, I wouldn't say tackles t- were lost I don't at get, least. And if Leonard doesn't have over 150 tackles this year, something's wrong because Leonard shouldn't be getting touched now with Buckner up front. Right, we've never had anything. And Philip Walker. Uh, yeah, Philip Walker. They've got a really good – and Okariki, if he can develop on how good he looked last season, they've got a sneaky good young linebacking core in Indy. Never thought yeah. I'd say that, but – Yeah, they've always been – you know, they've always let our real good linebackers go, personally, in my opinion. But I, I like I like the Colts. I like the – Steps they've taken this season. I went with them at second in the division as well. I got them going 10 and 6. I got them starting out 6 and 1. Starting out hot and then falling off again like they did last season. I don't I don't know what will play into that. I'm just saying. I, I don't Bill know. Bill O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He might, he, he's not going to change it to Sean Watson. He ain't to do that, do it. But <laughs> I, just, I mean, somebody told, that he, told him that he could pick up. Uh, Leonard Fournette and I have to trade for him now. Right, right? I, see I, see, I see that tweet. I fucking died laughing, dude. Um, and that that's the biggest part that scares me is that Bill O'Brien's up there calling the shots because who'd you pick for second in the division? I went with the Texans at seven and nine. I it's bad to do. You trade your best receiver and DeAndre Hopkins. Yes, I know you guys love Deshaun Watson. I do too. I just don't think Reeves has this premonition. So anybody out there that you're just listening to our podcast, unfortunately he's gone up a Jets, drawn up a Jets fan. So the best quarterback play he's probably seen in his lifetime because you're you're almost 32. Probably right now. Uh, Brett Favre, Chad Pennington, Chad Pennington, and one year of Vinny Testaverde. Chad Pennington, that's best. Favre had a pretty good year too. He was over 20 picks. Time and time again, you've always said Peyton wasn't enough to get the Colts over hump over the hump, and time and time again, they kept winning the division. Quarterback play in this league makes up for so much. And that's the only reason I picked the Texans at 11-5 and five to win this division is because of their quarterback and mostly because I grew up a Colts fan and watched Peyton drag some of those teams to a division. We saw what happened when he broke his neck damn near. Right. I just, 10-6 to 1-15. Having the best quarterback in your division – can do wonders. I mean, fuck, look at the NFC East for the past 20 years. Whoever had the best quarterback has pretty much won that division every year. It's been Tom Brady. And I'm just saying, best quarterback fucking matters sometimes, especially when you have things around him. He has a team around him. I mean, you can say they the same thing. They don't the, have shit. Like, NFC North, it's usually been Rodgers. I'm just saying, Hart. it's not like the Texans have some bullshit team. I'm not. I'm just saying, I just have them at 7-9. What do you have the Titans going? 9-7. Yeah. 
He's got the tag. He's got this is the worst division in football. Well, yeah, no, he's got to close his shit, though. You said 79, 79, and 9 and 7? Uh, 5 and 11, 7 and oh. 9. And, but, uh, you have this as the worst, worst division, division in football. football. I swear. I, I do. There's no other way to put it. But no, no, I have the uh, AFC East as the worst division. There is no, no way, way everyone's record in that division adds up to being worse than. No, you, you have the AFC South as the worst division in you football. You have the winner being 9 and 7. And then you uh, have a one and fifteen team. I mean, you got, got, and, you got, got and a seven and nine and a five. The AFC right. South plays a brutal schedule this year. No, they don't. They have one of the easiest schedules. Let's look at it. Okay, that's not fair. Okay, the, the uh, <laughs> NFC. Yes, yeah. he looks at it. He's well, like, it's the Jaguars. I saw the Jaguars right off the bat. Jets, Bears, Browns, Bengals, Lions. Okay, so they play the NFC all within North the first eight they weeks. Play, they play the NFC North and the AFC West, right? No, AFC North. Okay. Yeah. The NFC North and the AFC North. NFC That's North. tough. That is absolutely fucking tough. I'd say NFC North is middle of the rank. But AFC North, I think, yeah, is you the best. You don't know what you're going to get out of the Vikings and Bears are Bears, in yeah. my opinion. I, I think that's why I said the Colts. For some reason, the Colts always played the Packers well. Remember when they went up to New England or Green Bay two years yeah, ago? They fucked on them. Beat the fuck out of him. Right. I texted my cousin. Yeah. Like, my cousin. One of our, like, three wins this year. Because that was the year we, we got Quentin Nelson. My cousin was play. actually. Yeah, three wins or four He wins. drove to that game and with his buddies. They're all Colts fans. And we were sitting, like, Lambo Leap I thought area. Yeah, the Colts and just fucking making fun of everybody. But I, I don't know, man. I, I don't I think, think it's going to be a fun division to watch near the end of who's going to get that playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might get two of them out of that, though, too. All right, I need to calm yeah. down. Not a seven and nine. Because we're going to have to, just in a couple days, you know, next week, we have to get his rookie of the offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, MVP, the Super Bowl champion, and probably comeback player of the year. Oh, God. I know. And we have to go through another one of his fun facts of the day and listen, talk to our new, we have fantasy experts coming on and hear him debate about that. So I Hey, just, I, you know I'm a hell of a fantasy football player. Haven't won in years though. Uh, What's the name of our league? Fuck Reeves League. What <laughs> uh, name? I know, right? <laughs> we got a championship belt and everything. Well, let's crack open that six pack. <laughs> this is the six pack of the week. All right, with that first question, what wide receiver has the most receiving yards in a season, Nick? What wide receiver has the most receiving yards in a season? Calvin yes, Johnson. Sir. Yes, sir. Me right. and Reeves were at the bar the night he broke the record because I had him in fantasy that year. Well, good job. Which quarterback has the most rushing yards in a playoff game? In a playoff game? In a single playoff game. I'm not going to – I'm going to try not to overthink it. I guarantee you watch this game. Mike Vick? No. Think, think, enough, think something else. Here. Lamar Jackson, then. No. It's Colin Kaepernick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the divisional round in the NFC. Murdered the Packers. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely destroyed them. All right. Who has the most sacks in a single playoff game? Richard Seymour? Same team. Uh, Wouldn't be Brewski. It'd be... um, Chandler Jones is what I'm going to say, but it's wrong. Willie McGinnis. Willie McGinnis. Four and a half. Okay. All right, Peyton Manning threw for seven touchdowns in the season opener versus this reigning Super Bowl champion. Ravens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> there you go. So that year, the next year, 
Reeves, I think you he had Peyton that year. And Yahoo, we played on Yahoo that year for, for some reason. That was ESPN. But we also played in a Yahoo yeah. league because I remember the update came the next day and was like, sorry, we had some glitches with the first week. However, we can't help you. We decided to start the Ravens defense against Denver last night. Hey, that's – yeah. I still lost. I would have started – I would have started Ravens defense too. Like, no, I, mean, I wouldn't have. I mean, Payne was on another level. He was clicking. Just depending on what, you know, what gap with yeah. defense I had, I probably still would have played him. Oh, I, I don't know. Right. I would have been up and down, but I'd be like, oh, no, not Peyton in his second. second no, no, no. Year. All right. What quarterback has the most game-winning drives in a single season? Man, Matthew Stafford. Yep. Yeah, so I would have gone with. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I said Matthew Stafford last week yeah. when you said something. Yeah. But, yeah, he has the most in the league since he's coming to the league. And so since 2009. Yeah, he had eight. Yeah. In one season. Well, it's because look Calvin at the defenses yeah. they've been giving him, and he could throw up to Calvin Johnson. Right. Well, not anymore. <laughs> David Akers has the record for most made kicks in a single season. How many kicks did he make? Can you give this to me within five? <laughs> How many kicks did someone make in an entire NFL season? It's the most ever. 49. 44. Yeah, it's within five. I'm taking that win, motherfucker. Yeah. Take what you need. That was five out of six this week. Hey, that's your best week. But we will be unveiling two new segments. Actually, three new segments. Three new segments. Next week. We are. We encourage everybody to listen to next week. We are going to have a running tally. We actually have a prize to give away next week. Not yes. next week, but we're going to have a season winner where you guys get a bet against us and you can win something. So we're going to announce that next week. Whoop, whoop. Again, we're going to announce you know our MVP predictions, playoff predictions, Super Bowl champions, so much more. Our, we're going to start getting into some betting and fantasy football experts will be coming on more often. Some other for gambling to begin with. Nine days away. Can't wait. See y'all next week. <laughs>